0: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Natasha Leggero. Hi, how's it going? What is going on? I mean, you know, stars on Mars, fresh off your elimination. How are you? I'm good. Yes,
2: I know. It's it's so interesting to see, to to watch the show now because you know, we had these like microphones around our neck for several weeks. So, I mean, we said so much stuff. We, I really had no idea what was going to be in the show.
0: You're like, well, you know, I don't even know if we can call it an elimination. You know, I mean, you said like, please, please, please let me leave already. Let me call an (laughs) Uber. You really had had enough. It was
2: really challenging. I mean, the The people were awesome and we all had so much fun together. It's just the actual physical um, requirements of having the equipment on your back and then having to like run with it and also do scary, you know, physical things I had never done before. Like I told Lance Armstrong, I was like, I think that was the hardest thing I'd ever done. (laughs) And he was like, that's really sad.
0: (laughs) Is it Was it harder than stand-up comedy? Because I think stand-up comedy has got to be right up there as one of the most difficult things to possibly do.
2: Well, yes, but don't forget, you know, people who do stand-up comedy, there's like something wrong with them. They have a deficiency, so they actually need to do things like that as opposed to physical speech, which uh, I'm just not really interested in or built for.
0: I get it. W- was there a highlight for you of this whole experience of being in stars on Mars? Um, I would say the
2: highlight was really just a post pandemic getting into like, having to live in this really, you know, it was a simulated Mars environment. But also it was like, you know, you're like bunking with six other women or five other women. So it's, And then the men were like right there without a door. Like I just hadn't really been in that type of situation ever, I think. So for the pandemic, like, you know, for me to just have been in this place where I'm staying home a lot, socially, I felt like, you know, in addition to the Mars experiment of it all, it was like a social experiment. And I think it was, you know, really good for me to just get out of my habits. And so for me, the whole experience was really a
0: highlight. Does this make you want to do more reality TV, like the Big Brother house, Celebrity Big Brother, Celebrity Survivor? Did this kind of motivate you to go back into a situation like this? Absolutely not. You had enough. (laughs) What about, you know, Tom Schwartz said in the news, you know, that he was, you know, going through this scandal and he couldn't wait to get into this situation just to like leave the phone behind and like leave the world behind like, how, how did you feel about that? Like, did you like leaving your phone behind and kind of being cut off from your husband and family?
2: I mean, ideally it all sounds great. We did have phone access. You know, I I had better internet than I have at the hotel I'm staying at right now. So you know that, but we could only do it in our, in our beds. So I'm sure Tom did his share of uh, looking at comments <laughs> from his bed, but, uh, yeah, it was great to get away from my family. Um, I love that.
0: Well, you know, you starred in another period, which is kind of a nod in a spoof to reality TV. You know, speaking of Tom Schwartz, Scandal, like, are you a reality TV fan?
2: You know, I'm not. And I did have people update me on who Tom was and that he was the good Tom. Um, but yeah i'm not you know i'm I, i'm not a reality tv person sorry
0: at least you knew you were getting the good tom right exactly well stars on mars is such a guilty pleasure for so many people so far this season like what are your guilty pleasures like do you is there something you're binging now like do you have any tv that you love or what are your guilty pleasures
2: I mean, to be, to be really honest, I I usually don't watch myself and I guess my guilty pleasure has been watching this, (laughs) watching stars on Mars because I am just like, first of all, it's, it's definitely like must watch television, like everyone's personalities and it's just it's so funny. I was watching it with my five-year-old and she like wanted to keep watching it. And I'm like, well, I'm not in it anymore. And she's like, no, I want to keep watching it. So I guess um, stars on Mars is kind of a guilty
0: pleasure right now. She's like, wait, you're like, wait, mommy has gone home. I'm back. And she's like, let's just keep watching the whole season. (laughs) Exactly. I understand. I don't like listening to myself on this podcast. So I totally, as an actress and you just don't like watching stuff that you're in usually.
2: Yeah, like, I just don't bother.
0: Are you the type, you know, you've been in LA for a while, you know, speaking of stars from Stars on Mars, do you get, you've been in the business for a while? Do you get starstruck? Like, have you ever met someone where you get starstruck? Do you get starstruck? Or is it all just about the work at this point?
2: Um, you know, always, you, it just depends on who the person is. But, you know, I, I think that, to you know, f- for the show, I think we were we were all, we all kind of had a common enemy, (laughs) which was uh, them feeding us horrible food and not giving us any fresh air. So I think we were able to, um, you know, see past who everybody was and, you know, we were all kind of just in it together.
0: I first heard about Jenny Kane from all the collabs we do with Melissa Rivers and Sarah Frazier. Then I decided to check them out for myself and realized that they also make men's. I'm obsessed with their cashmere fisherman sweater that comes in such a great variety of colors and it fits me so well. And their candles, oh my God, they have a violet and a rose candle, both of which I'm obsessed with. I'm living my best life over here in the Hamptons this summer, guys. The reason I love Jenny Kane as a brand is it's so minimalist and effortless. It's so elegant, but like it doesn't seem like you're trying it. It's right up my alley. They have everything you guys might need for this summer. Flowy dresses, lightweight cotton cardigans. They have such elevated version of your everyday basics. So listen, you too can find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code VELVET. That's 15% off your first order at dot ecom promo code VELVET. Let getting dressed be one less thing you have to worry about. I'm so excited to tell you guys about my new favorite skincare brand, Oak Essentials. I require two things in any skincare line, and this is why I love Oak Essentials. I love a high-end, luxurious product that won't break the bank. You know how our bi-weekly co-host Sarah Fraser always tells me that I'm aging in reverse? Well, this is why. Oak Essentials helps my skin kind of glow, and it hydrates my skin. They have so many great products, and I'm all in. I use their Dew Body Oil, their Moisture Rich Balm. And my absolute favorite, the Hydra Eye Bomb. I use it in the morning and night, like right under and right on the sides of my eyes. And it smells so good. Just like the Moisture Rich Bomb, you can use it in the day, you can use it at night, and you can buy the product separate or in a bundle. So you don't even have to think, you just get the bundle and use all the products as directed. Boca Essentials is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. Right now, my followers get a 15% off their first order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at oakessentials.com com promo code velvet whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps oak essentials gives you one less thing to worry about treat yourself because you deserve it and doing difficult tasks M- my first exposure to you you know was as a regular permanent fixture on chelsea lately what was it like working on chelsea lately
2: Oh, I mean, it was so awesome working with Chelsea and I really do miss that experience of, you know, um, working with all those comedians and, you know, we all kind of knew each other and everyone was friends and then we'd see each other in the clubs. And like I said, the pandemic kind of like shifted everything. So, you know, those were great times. And I think, you know, Chelsea continues to be super generous with, her you know her success and what you know what she's been able to create and you know she really helped so many people sell out their shows and all around the country i thought that was really cool of her
0: what did you learn from chelsea from working on that show
2: um well chelsea is pretty tireless like she just seems to work so hard but also she just had like, like an extreme generous streak. And I think that, you know, I, I think that's so important. And I think, you know, you see a lot of people don't have that. (laughs) So, um,
0: that's definitely something to emulate. That's true. Especially in this business. What about growing up or early in your comedy career? Like who are some of the, you know, women or men in comedy that you looked up to or kind of coming up in the business?
2: Chelsea was definitely one of them. Um, when I started, everyone was like, you have to go see Sarah Silverman. Um, I loved her, uh, Bonnie McFarlane, Morgan Murphy, Tig Notaro. Um, there was just, there were so many, you know, Marilyn Rice cup. There, there were just so many great women coming up when I started and, you know, I, I was always interested in watching the women, but, you know, obviously so many funny men as well. Um, Zach Galifianakis, I I would always stop everything to be able to watch him. Um, So I I feel glad that I came up, you know, kind of not really knowing who a lot of comedians were, or any comedians. And then as I started slowly becoming familiar with them, it, it all happened for me in the right way. So I didn't get too intimidated to start, you know.
0: That's good. Well, you've also done many a roast on Comedy Central. How does one prepare for a roast? Well, it's funny
2: because people will start sending you jokes about (laughs) the other people who are on the (laughs) dais with you once they find out because, you know, maybe you're like, oh, these people really don't like this person. You know, like people would start like sending you jokes. So that's kind of funny. And then also, you know, for the James Franco roast, we were all practicing our jokes like at the same shows so you'd have to like go in the other room and you know not try to not listen to someone like doing their jokes about you or sometimes I would not do the jokes about the people who would be at the show um but really what it takes is that you have to rehearse it a lot you really have to have the energy to get the you know, best jokes and then run it a bunch and see what's hitting because stand up is so interesting. Like you really will get the same level of response from the same thing, you know, no matter where you go. And then you just kind of consistently can start to see like, what's your weakest, what's your strongest. And, um, I mean, obviously there's good crowds and bad crowds, but it's, it's always fascinating to see like, Oh, that one, I love it but it never really hits and it has the does the same thing in every single room so you know it's it's comedy is lucky in that sense that you can really test it out in that way
0: and then you'm sure you have the other situation too where you have jokes that you're not sure will land and you're like that's the superstar of the night
2: right but then i, I guess what i'm saying is if you've practiced it you know if if you've already done it at 10 different venues you kind of have an idea of what's gonna hit
0: you know right what was it like roasting Justin Bieber
2: I mean I think that they do such a good job like I felt like him he he, we were just so dark and a lot of people didn't know him and he just was like he took it so well I I thought I was very impressed with him after that wish I hadn't written some of those jokes (laughs)
0: it was great well, from one podcast host to the next, your Endless Honeymoon podcast is great. What do you love best about being a podcaster?
2: Well, honestly, it really got me through the pandemic because we, started, we, we sort of ramped it up and we did it twice a week. And, you know, just like being able to hear from everybody and people calling in and asking questions and, you know...
0: Sorry. That's a okay.
2: A lot of the people um, who call in are in their 20s and you know it's kind of cool to be able to talk about relationships and life lessons and share things that have happened to us with people and um, I don't know I just felt like it was really cathartic for me and you know so many people have told us that you know they're so glad we did too during the pandemic and it really got them through it and they're still catching up and you know I just
1: Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
0: Has anyone out there running a business ever had to fire someone? Well, I've had to fire a lot of people throughout the past four years of running this podcast, and it doesn't get easier, and it's never fun. You guys might think that I enjoy firing people that work for me, I don't. And thank God I can breathe easily and that is a thing of the past because I discovered Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. You might think I do this all alone but I have editors, PR people, writers, marketing people, people that sell the ads. It's made my life so much easier and with Instant Match, over 80% of employers out there get qualified candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description from the moment they sponsor a job. You can start hiring now with a $75 sponsor job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com velvet. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com velvet. Just go to Indeed.com velvet and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's great as we kind of wind down like have you learned anything about yourself from this experience of going to Mars um yeah I'm definitely not going to be in line to go to Mars um I mean
2: there is nothing to do like you're just going to be sitting on a spaceship with people with bad internet it's like it. it's I guess you can tell your friends or girls you want to have sex with that you went to Mars and they would be impressed by it Um, But it really does seem like one of those things that sounds better than it it would be.
0: I have no desire to do it. It also kind of scares me, and I'm not the type that scares very easily, but it's just too unknown. But, you know, you've done this experience, so why would you need to really go?
2: I mean, listen, if Marshawn Lynch is going to go again, maybe I would come.
0: Well, that's just my last question. You know, you say, you know, you don't want to do any more reality TV, but you know, you're home now, you're with your family. Once this settles down, what if they do like an all-stars version of stars on Mars in a year or two, three years, and they call you and they want to go back. Would you do this again? If you got a call from Fox in the future.
2: I mean, I don't want to ever say I'll never do something. So yeah, sure. I mean, it was, I, I was very scared and it was definitely way better and way more fun than I was planning on. I I, I truly didn't know what was going to happen, so I I'm really happy with the experience. So yeah, Fox, I'll I'll come again.
0: Let's just see you back on there again. Well, <laughs> I've loved watching you in these first several episodes. You know, thank you for checking in, especially with bad internet at the hotel. You've sounded great. I really appreciate chatting with you, and you know keep in touch
2: oh awesome well thank you so much for having me david and uh hopefully yeah let me know when this airs and i'll re-
0: repost it that would be amazing i'll tag you all over thank you so much Natasha. okay bye 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 thanks for listening to yet another episode of behind the velvet rope because without you listeners i would just be a crazy person with voices in my head and if you like what you hear And you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.
1: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.